both the mayor now of Ottawa and Doug Ford, the premier of Ontario, have come out and said that it's ridiculous and it um, it is going to be reversed, but somehow it's going to take seven days before they can make a plan on how to reverse that, which is sort of odd. April 30th. I'm going to go for a very short episode tonight. Right. So my, I said the other day that I wasn't going to do the podcast every day anymore. And part of that is just because I feel like the questions have gotten harder to answer around COVID-19. And when everything first started and we were doing this podcast to like process it it was just kind of about the amount of information and like where it was spreading and how it was spreading and all the all the questions seemed to be kind of low hanging fruit mm. and as long as you were kind of listening to the experts and mm-hmm. paying a little bit of attention you could kind of sort out what was going on mm-hmm. at least that's how i felt and maybe i was just more obsessed with it and <laughs> paying more attention mm-hmm. to it but i felt like in the course of a day i could kind of like i could wrap my head around something mm-hmm. and like t- or talk about news items but now i feel like we've reached a point where the qu- the things left to talk about and the questions to answer and the things that I want to know are not things that I can figure out in like an hour. Mm -hmm. It's like I need time to like do deep dives and I just don't have that kind of time. Mm -hmm. Like I really want to know what people are being saying about transmission, like beaches opening up. Yeah in california or florida like that is contentious i don't know what i think about that yeah i'm not dead set against it i don't think it's crazy but i don't know if it's the right move either and i don't have time to Mm -hmm. figure out what side really i fall on Mm -hmm. my i just i feel in general like using the ottawa nursing home thing as an example yeah like barring people from seeing someone separated by a window some yeah i do not know the possible justification for that i think what they were anybody said yeah i think what they were saying is it's because the some of the residents were starting to go outside and so there's now you know you have residents that are actually outdoors and then right. there's people members of the public that are also outdoors like how do you like you actually have to like cordon off now an area probably where the okay. residents can go and the other people can't go right right like some of the windows are probably like where the cor- you know where residents would be like in right on the grounds i think that I probably was the justification for it but i think like there's health public public health officials mm-hmm. a, a lot of public health officials mm-hmm. that are saying outdoor interactions are very low risk yeah no i think and i don't know if that applies to nursing homes but mm-hmm. in 
general are the I think the policing of outdoor spaces has probably gone further than it has to go. I, I absolutely think we're gonna s- we're gonna learn that. Yeah, both the mayor now of Ottawa and Doug Ford, the premier of Ontario, have come out and said that it's ridiculous and it um, it is gonna be reversed. But somehow it's gonna take seven days before they can make a plan on how to reverse that, which is sort of odd. But I want to know what we know already. Yeah. I don't know that. Mm. And I did, I tried to spend time on that this weekend, but it's like I just, mm-hmm. it's too much to wade through. But even if you just think about, like when you're in a, I don't know, like a subway train or a bus or even, I don't know, like at the grocery store, like you're just coming so much closer to people than you ever do if I'm imagining in a park or a beach. Like I you're know, but I think and I think it has a lot to do with airflow too. Right. But um I also don't think that these are decisions we wanna make based on thought experiments. <laughs> well if data is available, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, obviously if we have data we should use it. But just the but you could easily model the distances, like the average distances that people stay away from each other in those spaces. Even what someone would call a crowded beach. Mm-hmm. How close are you really to the next person? Like people don't get with yeah. it. Like well, I've never really been to one of the like a crowded beach on the ocean. Right. I don't actually know. I guess maybe in those cases you might be like within like a meter yeah. of the next person, but in my experience going to a beach, like you're you everyone kind of tries to stake out their own space and you're meters away from anybody else. Yeah, in southern Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At Lake Huron at Ramsey Lake. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, have exactly. your space. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how the other beaches, yeah, what it means exactly. Anyways, we've, I want to know the answers to these questions very badly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just waiting for somebody to intelligently write a piece that I can just read and they've done all the work for me. Yeah. But no one has yet. The other question I'm dying for somebody to properly research is what is going on in Sweden? Mm-hmm. Because nobody seems to be writing objectively about that. <laughs> it's all Everybody's just like, Sweden's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, their numbers don't like, they're not, they are not New York. Right. They are not UK. They, yeah. are, they are not spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. something is working there. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what it is. And I saw a graph mm-hmm. that, again, I did not have time to look into this and confirm whether I was what I was seeing was true. Mm-hmm. But there's these all-cause mortality graphs coming out now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like people that country, are like uh, countries are reporting <laughs> however many deaths by COVID nineteen. Yes. But then if you look at all of the deaths that the countries are reporting. Yeah. Any, basically, any deaths that are over your average, average number of deaths for that can time of year, likely yeah. be attributed to COVID-19 or secondary to COVID-19. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's so be- and, and you see the graphs like it's perfect <laughs> it like just... like you see January, it's like the lines from whatever last year. I don't know how they do it. But yeah. Last year are perfectly lying on top of each mm-hmm. other and then suddenly and then it just spikes. It's it separates and it's so clear. So when I saw the one for Sweden, yeah. It just looked like their mortality was just their reported deaths. It right? Like they didn't even have there's no secondary extra unreported deaths or secondary deaths and yeah. that is also huge so i again i don't know this is i'm talking about this as a topic that i want to know more about yeah but just on the surface to me it looks like with their partial social distancing yes they're doing worse than their neighbors on full lockdown yes yeah but they seem to be doing quite well anyways right and i think that's very pro and how they even and the fact that they seem to be peaking or at least some people are reporting that they're peaking how do you even do that without lockdown like mm, i right. just i just have so many questions i just read it somebody answer them i just read <laughs> an associated headline Swedish city covers park in chicken poo to stop COVID idiots from partying. <laughs> That's from today. Uh, in Lund. COVID idiots. They spread chicken manure in the park. Smart. <laughs> I guess. Uh, like kind of smart. Yeah, I don't know. But then outdoors, <laughs> though. But yeah, exactly. Is it smart? I, d- I don't know what partying means. It depends. No. Anyways, there's just so much. So many questions. So many questions. I have way more questions than answers now. I think bringing up the question, I find it fascinating to think about the questions too, even though we might never get to the answers, not have time to. Yeah. Oh, and on this topic, Mm. Ed Young, my new favorite reporter, writing in the atlantic Mm. who's been writing just stellar long-form pieces on Mm COVID 19 wrote another one and basically about how this whole disease and virus is very hard to understand Mm -hmm. and how it's just way too big there's nobody there's no profession or person that can be an expert in all that we need to know to manage this it's like Mm -hmm. There are slices of the pie for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so the article is just broken into down into like large sections of things <laughs> we don't know mm-hmm. or ways of looking at it. And one of the sections is research. Mm. And he talks about the process of research oh and how yeah. research is done Um. And how it looks to scientists who are familiar with research and how it looks to people on the outside. And mm-hmm. and the way that research happens is you just do... Y- there's no one study that's going to tell you how something is. You have to look at the body of research. Yeah. And in the body of research, there's a whole lot of noise of crap studies that probably should never have been published in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to ignore. And so as scientists watch research come in, 
and we understand that this is adding to the body of knowledge and getting us closer to something that we know mm -hmm. whereas the general public is just thinking that all these scientists are like contradicting each other and the what we know is changing and like it's just not people don't understand the process mm -hmm. and he y he wrote this line that i just thought was gorgeous mm -hmm. which was that research is a slow erratic stumble to ever less uncertainty uh, which yes. just really jumped out at me. Yes. As a very accurate and poetic description very of research. Yes. And that's where we are, slowly and erratically stumbling towards understanding this disease. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the there's a project out there now i forget which university is running it a project to collect blogs and people's um people's recollections of what's happening with covid19 and uh, as a sort of an archive and um, i tried to upload some of our audio files to it but i was unsuccessful potentially because the files are too big, but I will try again. It timed out before it was able to upload, but it would be a nice way to back this up. And um, yeah, I think they have the same, they have the same kind of idea that, that I've been thinking, A, that it's helpful for people. There, there's a paper I think that they posted that shows that um, a study where they show people I think it was during the Holocaust, people who kept real-time journals of what was happening and processing it had better outcomes following that than people, other people, than the average people. So it's kind of a, it's promising that other people are thinking along the same lines. I'm, I'm here too. I... <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm texting while podcasting. Uh -huh. um, I can pause. Can we? Yeah. Okay, I think, are we done? We don't have a joke. We tonight. should be. Yeah. Do you have a joke? The joke for tonight is like part joke, but part just a really informative analogy that made me laugh so hard. So we've talked about masks before and how masks protect not the wearer but the other people so masks protect the wearer from infecting other people and it's just not immediately intuitive why that would be why is it stopping the virus from going out mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop the virus from coming in and i've been trying to like intuitively understand that and come up with an analogy for why that would be and I haven't, and I haven't been able to think mm. of anything mm. um, that's not just ridiculous but <laughs> somebody <laughs> on the internet <laughs> came up with just the most hilarious analogy that I've been that I've seen going around which is mm. imagine <laughs> I can't even tell it without laughing. <laughs> Imagine that everybody <laughs> is just walking around naked and peeing on each other. Mm -hmm. And if 
you wear pants, then, and somebody pees on you, pants being the mask analogy, if somebody pees on your pants, you're still going to get wet. Maybe not as wet as if somebody peed directly on you. But if the person peeing is wearing pants, then their pants are just going to get wet and nobody else is going to get wet. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's hilarious and also a very clear and intuitive analogy mm-hmm. that we can all understand. Very good. But I can't just get, it <laughs> get over everybody running around naked it and peeing on each other. It's an awesome image. It's really disturbing. <laughs> uh, so I hope that made everyone laugh and not, not grimace. Uh, okay. Okay. Good night. Good night. <laughs>